How do I cause cakes to fall? With this gun in my hand. Falk Siljan, unflappable hero by virtue of the fact that he carries a gun, sits at a bench in Gristle Park one gloomy morning. He's enjoying a moment of peace and quiet before the day's exciting events inevitably propel him into action. Suddenly, a figure runs towards him. It's his information provider and colleague in crime fighting, the wordsmith. Falk, I got here as fast as I could. What is it? I got information that might help you take down your biggest enemy, Regina, the queen pin of crime. Great, let's hear it. Let me catch my breath. Why didn't you send one of your street urchins to deliver the news? No time. I knew you'd want to hear it straight away. My source in the police department, Detective O'Davenport, one of his informants claimed to know Regina's secret identity. He was going to meet O'Davenport in an alley, but when he got there, the informant was knocked out behind a dumpster. He's in a coma. They think he was poisoned. All right, I can still investigate the informant's background. Maybe that would lead me back to Regina. I didn't get to the best part. In the guy's hand was a scrap of paper. There was one word on it. Rose. That's not much to work with. It could be a woman's name, or it could be the start of his grocery list. You can't buy roses at the grocer? No, but you put stuff on your grocery list even if you're buying it from different places. Milk, tuna fish, screwdriver, pick-up trench coat from the cleaners. You don't separate them? No, I know which shops to get things at. You have to write separate lists? Half the battle with information services is keeping detailed notes. I thought knowing was half the battle. That's a popular misconception. Anyway, I thought we could go see this guy at the hospital. Even if he don't wake up today, we can search his clothes, maybe find out if he was injected with a poison or he swallowed it, things like that. You want to come with me? Sure. It gets boring bent over at the shoeshine stand all day, gathering intel, passing it along. I like to get out in the field once in a while. All right, let's go. Is it County General? That's right. The pair of crime fighters begin their short trek through town to the hospital. But you'll want to hear what they say to each other along the way. Frankly, I don't know why we interrupted them with this musical bit in narration. Let's listen in. I don't know if this single word on a piece of paper is worth following up on. It could mean anything. Yeah, but it's worth wasting time if there's a chance it could lead you to Regina. That's true. What could it mean, Rose? Uh, well, villains love their wordplay. Maybe it's part of a phrase or cliché, like, A rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Or, Stop and smell the roses. Every rose has its thorn. Don't throw me in the rose bushes. And then they throw him in and he laughs and he says, I was born in the rose bushes. That's not how that goes. It could be something from scripture. I am the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, from Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 1. Or the wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. Isaiah 35, 1. I had no idea you memorized Bible verses. Got to keep abreast of everything in the information game. There's other scripture about flowers and seeds, but not specifically about roses. I feel like I'm missing something. What else could it mean? The alley where they found him is on our way to the hospital. Cops might have done a lousy job of searching the place. We could look around there a few minutes if you want. Good idea. Turn left on mechanic. Maybe War of the Roses? Would that be anything? I can't think of how a civil war in England 500 years ago would be a clue to Regina's identity. Turf Alley is here on the right. I'll look around the dumpster. You look through the garbage bags on the other side. 
Good morning, Mrs. Raccoon. No, don't mind me. Enjoy your breakfast. Say, Roberto, maybe the clue is supposed to be rosé, like the kind of red wine. Are there any bars near here? There are definitely bars near here. The kind of place where you'd get socked in the jaw if you tried to order rosé. They'd think you were making fun of them. What else is nearby that might be linked to the word rose? Oh, no. What's wrong? This alley's a block away from Our Lady of the Immaculate Metal, the Catholic Girls' School. So? It means more clues to sift through. If we got a list of names of the students, we'd find 15 girls named Rosemary, five named Mary Rose, and then you got your Kelly Rose, Margaret Rose, probably a Rosa and a Rosalind and Rosalie. We'll put that at the bottom of our list of clues to follow up on. Let's get to the hospital. I think we've searched well enough here. What about names of movies? What movies had the word Rose in them? Uh, Mystery at the Villa Rose was pretty good. That was ten years ago. You don't get out much, do you? No, I'm busy fighting crime. You should really take some time for yourself. It'll make you a better crime fighter. Let's see. There was that Tyrone Power flick came out this year. Rose of Washington Square. A lot of people talked about that. I can't remember too many others. Uh, Rose of the Rancho from a few years back. Hard-boiled Rose. Another one from ten years ago. Wait a minute. Maybe the clue was about Rose's Lime Juice. It's a brand they use at bars for making mixed drinks. Kind of a long shot, but all we got at this point are guesses. Speaking of food, what's with this fad for villains naming themselves after food or cooking occupations? There's Meat Cute, The Butcher, The Earl of Sandwich, The Candy Man. I bet that guy's not paying royalties when he sings his theme song. He's going to get sued by Mississippi John Hurt. Who else? The Red Herring Patrol, Ghost Peppa and the Peppa Pals. You remember that dangerous pair of gals from G.I. Jake's Strike Force Shakespeare? They called themselves Guns and Butter. Uh, there's a guy who calls himself the Baker. Good thing some of those guys didn't team up as a trio. The Butcher, the Baker, the Candlestick Maker. Why did everybody suddenly jump on that bandwagon, thinking food names were funny? Folks, sometimes you still think like a kid. Why does anything happen these days? Because of money. What do you mean? I heard they were being paid to adopt those names. Why? Who would want that? The National Restaurateurs Association. They probably thought hearing food nicknames would make people hungry. The other part that's weird is they were all propelled into a life of crime based on petty grievances. The butcher was mad that everyone joked about pork shoulder butts. Who's that other guy? The baker. Everybody in the neighborhood loved him. Then one day a dance studio moved into the rooms above his bakery. They were doing that new swing music all day and night, tossing each other in the air and thumping down on the floor above him. He had five sections of a wedding cake in the oven, and all that banging around made his cakes fall. That was the last straw. He went on a killing spree and never looked back. I got this nagging feeling I'm missing some clue. Something about scripture reminded me of it, but I can't think. Why don't you mull it over while we hear a word from our sponsor? This Gun in My Hand is sponsored by the National Restaurateurs Association. Yes, we know there's no end in restaurateurs. You can't tell us what to do. Nothing can stand in the way of our controlling the world. Then you'll be sorry. No, there's nothing special about restaurants that makes us crave chaos. We just do. We don't even want your money. We have enough already. We don't want power. After we take over the world, we're just going to crush it. Say your prayers, fools. I mean, we're not demanding you pray while eating at our restaurants. That would be wrong. Saying grace is your choice. But apart from that, you know, make peace with your maker. We're going to end you and your world the National Restaurateurs Association. Please tip your waitstaff so we don't have to pay them a decent wage. Excusez-moi, might I have a word with the audience before we rejoin the heroes? Who are you? 
Originally, I am known as Filet Mignon. I kill many people in France. I migrate to the New Jersey, where I make my name American, calling myself Meat Cute. Oh, sure, I remember you. But I will no longer be known as Meat Cute. I find out this is a mistaken translation. From now on, I will be known as the Debonair. Hmm, okay, that conveys your Frenchness, at least. That tone in your voice. What is wrong? It is a word known to Americans, is it not? It is a poor translation? No, it's nice, but debonair is an adjective. Usually you want at least one noun in your nickname. The debonair what? Just the debonair. It fits in with my theme. What theme? I'm a butcher. Formerly I apply my skills to cutting of animals. Now I apply them to cutting the people. When you want to have a piece of meat without bones, you debone it. I am the person who debones, the debonair. Oh, you mean the deboner? That is what I said, the debonair. Can we get back to the story? Where? We now return to Any Other Name, episode 81 of This Gun in My Hand, already in progress. Siljan and the wordsmith race to the fourth floor of County General Hospital. Nurse, can you tell us which room the comatose man is in? He was found in an alley. I'm not sure what his name is. That's the John Doe in room 410, but you can't go in there. Visiting hours are this afternoon from 3 o'clock to 5. We have urgent business, ma'am. We're crime fighters. Are you police? No, ma'am. We're vigilantes. That's even worse. Come back at 3. Hold on, Falk. Nurse Abernathy, is it? Yes. Who lives at 3142 Aspen Lane? How did you know where Nurse I... Nurse Abernathy, I'm sure the Women's Auxiliary Committee of the Parabellum Heights Lutheran Church would be heartbroken to learn that your recipe for pineapple upside-down cheesy potato casserole, which you submitted for their fundraising cookbook and which won you first prize, was copied from the 1917 edition of the Rumford Baking Powder Cookbook. How dare you? That's not true. That's a family recipe. It was handed down to me from my Aunt Gladys. Your aunt who claimed to have written the words and melody of St. Louis Blues? Yes, well, everyone knew she told a few tall tales. I'm sure the Women's Auxiliary Committee won't blame you for the plagiarism, ma'am. They might remove the recipe from future printings of their cookbook. They might want their prize money back. I'm sure they wouldn't gossip about the quality of people in your family. This is blackmail. Yes, it is. Room 410 is down that hall to your right. Don't disturb the patient or I'll call security anyway. Thank you, ma'am. How did you know all that? I keep trying to tell you, Falk. Knowledge is power. Here it is. Why don't you see if there are any clues still on his body, and I'll look through his clothes and whatever they brought with him. I don't know what I'm looking for. They probably cleaned him up when he got here. Anything strange about his breath? Any wounds? I don't mean alcohol on his breath necessarily, but any noticeable fragrance could be a clue. The only fragrance is garbage. I can't tell if that's his breath or his hair. It smells like the alley. Nothing but clothes in this closet. Wait, there's an account book. A ledger. Let's see what's inside. Nothing really jumps out at me. First pages are torn out, so we don't know what company or individual was keeping this account. You think this is proof someone was embezzling from a business? We'd have to find some accounting expert. I never understood that double line thing, and the red ink means subtraction. Look, they write these things in worksheets. It's all numbers arranged in columns and rows. So? Don't you get it? Rows. Like the clue found in the informant's hand. Rose. I thought the clue was R-O-S-E, like the flower. It was, but he could be a bad speller. Or he might like wordplay. You're really stretching for that one. Did you find anything else on his body? Maybe. 
Look at his fingernails. There's something white under there. Some kind of narcotic substance? Marijuana? No, marijuana isn't white. Haven't you ever... Never mind. When you move further away from his hair, the smell that comes through is... Yeast. That's probably flour under his fingernails. And the pads of his fingers are smooth. You can't see the whorls or ridges in his skin. Maybe someone burned off his fingerprints to make it harder to identify him. No, these aren't fresh burns. I think they happen gradually over time. He could be a welder or, or work at a foundry. And there's also the tattoo on his chest of a 5 tiered wedding cake. Good Lord, our John Doe is the baker. Joe Don Baker? No, John Doe Baker. Maybe it's not meant to be a rose bush or the woman's name Rose. Maybe it's the past tense of rise, as in he is risen. You think the clue has something to do with religion? Maybe Regina's secretly a nun. That would be an amazing secret identity. Who would suspect? No, remember our informant here is the baker. His whole origin story was that he got mad when his cake fell. Maybe it didn't really fall. Maybe it rose. You got me, fellas. I am the baker. He's awake. My real name's Alonzo Picard. Let me get my notebook out. What's your home address and place of business? Never mind all that. What's Regina's secret identity? Did she poison you? Who is Rose? What does it mean? Now she didn't poison me. I poisoned myself. Food poisoning. No one surpasses me when it comes to making pastries or baked goods. I guess I need more practice when it comes to making sandwiches, though. What about Regina? You were supposed to meet a policeman and tell him Regina's secret identity. Oh, I was just luring him to that alley so I could kill him. I don't like policemen very much. What about the piece of paper found in your hand? The word Rose. Well, the thing about being a random murderer is there's not much money in it. I couldn't really go back to selling baked goods or I'd get caught. So I got a work for hire job as a contract killer. That note was my first target, a woman named Rose. Except I was supposed to go to that dang old Catholic girls' school, Our Lady of the Immaculate Medal. You wouldn't believe how many roses they got. Students and faculty. Excuse me, I have a delivery here, uh, plus a telegram. A dozen roses. Why, are those for me? That is so sweet. If this had happened a few weeks ago, I might not have had my little episode with that rowdy dance studio upstairs and me deciding to kill everyone. Sorry, sir. They're not for you. These are for Mr. Folk Zilagian. Ziljan. What's it say? The telegram reads, Nice try, Folk. Stop. Quit trying to find me or you'll wind up dead. Stop. Just stop. Stop. Signed, Regina. Delivery man, how did you know where to find me? This is the address they gave when they ordered delivery. You can contact the flower shop and get clues to her identity. Maybe Regina or one of her gang paid for them. Regina's too smart for that. They probably gave two bits to some kid on the street and asked him to place the order, so there'd be no way to trace her. Oh well. I'll take these roses to my friend Petra down at City Hall. She'll enjoy them. I'd enjoy them. You're a killer. You don't deserve nice things. Well, shoot. Should I shoot with this gun in my no. hand? No. No, no. Fine. Any Other Name, episode 81 of This Gun in My Hand, was cultivated by Rob Northrup. This episode and all others are available on YouTube with automatically generated closed captions of dialogue. Visit thisguninmyhand.blogspot.com for credits, show notes, information on how to subscribe, and to buy my books, such as Little Heist in the Big Woods and Other Revisionist Atrocities. Only $9.99. Just kidding, it's $2.99. How did they know where to find me? This gun in my hand. <laughs>